You are listening to the Beyond the High Road podcast with Shelby Milford, episode number 16. Stay tuned. Welcome to Beyond the High Road, a podcast dedicated to healing your heart and life following the grief of alienation. I'm your host, Shelby Milford, a twice-certified life coach specializing in post-traumatic growth. I'm also a target parent who felt like my identity in this world left me on the very same day that my sweet child did. After hitting my emotional bottom, I devoted the next six years to research and personal growth. Using proven concepts based heavily in neuroscience and psychology, I developed my own playbook for reintegrating with life and reframing my role as my daughter's mother in the midst of living apart from her. I went from feeling agonized, helpless, and directionless to feeling energized, confident, and most importantly, at peace. Today, I get to help other parents like you to do the same. If you're experiencing the effects of alienation and you're ready to heal, then this show is my love letter to you. Stay tuned. Hey, y'all. Feels like it's been forever since I've been with you guys, but really, it's only been a week. Just, I guess, I'm busy. I have been busy. I have been like 12, 14 hour days every day getting this membership program up and ready to go. You guys, it's going to be amazing. I'm not bragging when I say that. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm saying that like it's going to be effing amazing. Like it's just the more that I build and the more that more uh, content I put, the more ideas that are coming to me, just the more that it's coming together. It's just it's just everything I ever wanted, everything I didn't know I ever needed when I was going through this in the early days. Now and even now, like honestly, if somebody else would have built this and I had an opportunity to join this, oh my gosh, in a heartbeat, I would do it. But on my side of things now, actually, this experience has been nothing short of just amazing and so much fun thought-provoking and inspiring and all the things. So I've got a couple courses in there already uploaded for you guys whenever you join. And so those will just be like bonuses. And then I'm right now doing the recording of the first February's topic. So that's super exciting. And people are signing up and it's just there's definitely been some bumps along the way, which I knew was going to happen, right? I forecasted that as any business is bound to run into some of those. But like even with the website, I ended up, long story short, last minute, I last Friday, actually, I ended up taking the job over myself. I was having somebody else do the website design and all of the things. And I completely shifted gears after a couple things happened. And on Friday, all of Friday and Saturday, I did the, the whole the landing page. So I am a little loopy right now. I have been pulling 12 and 14 hour days since last Friday. So it's been crazy, but that's okay. Now I know for sure that I'm going to get it done how I, I want it done, like to the quality that I want. And so right now it's not a full website. Just when you go, it's beyondthehighroad.com. I think it's a nice landing page, but it's just that right now. Well, it's the landing page and, of course, the back end of it, right? Like the membership side of it that you guys will have access to on February 1st. Anyway, right now, you guys, you can lock in at $97 a month for the rest, for as long as you stay a member. If you lock in at this right now, which will last 
up until like the last week of January, so not that long actually, then you're you're locked in to that for as long as you stay a member. And you can cancel at any time. But it's just, it almost doesn't even make sense. The amount of value that you're going to be getting for this for this price, it's unbelievable. It's a no-brainer. It's like I'm giving it away. Anyway, so I'm so excited about that. Like the only thing I think that if it was me, I'd be like, why? What's the catch here? Like, is it going to be bad quality? Is it going to, is the website, is it going to be hard to use? No, no, all of it. Like, I mean, it's just going to be amazing. The platform is beautiful. I'm using Kajabi. And so the platform is beautiful. It's user-friendly. The communities, I'm going to be asking for your input because it's community-based, right? And I want you guys to end up making this community yours, right? I am obviously going to set it up, but there is the option to have like groups within the group. So different areas, topics, rooms, if you will. And I would definitely love y'all's input on that. You know, I am going to make that a true community feel where you guys help me to grow that for you. Like y'all all together, we do that together. So I'm not using my words there correctly, but you know what I'm saying. Hopefully you guys really do enjoy that. I was going to do a private Facebook group for a while there. But then I thought there's a lot of distractions. At least me, I'm ADHD. So I just find myself, I get on Facebook and then like hours and hours are gone from my day. I get lost in something, you know, see a squirrel and I'm off. So this way in, there'll be an app for this too. I say that. I just want to make sure that we'll have that up by the February 1st. But anyway, there will eventually within the first couple of months, you'll have like an actual just an app to go to and you have community right there you have everything but it's very focused so you can spend as much or as little time as you want on there but it's all focused on healing you reinventing you and your life right with your kids always in mind but it's really focused on propelling you forward if you're not financially stable yet it's we're focusing on that on getting you financially stable on that same note, if you're planning on switching careers and you would like to use your story, you want to use it in a positive way and you want to start booking speaking gigs or if you want to write a book or whatever it is for you, there will be, we will have support for you there for that, okay? If you are just feel like you're stuck in a rut and you want to feel like you can go out in public and not have to hide your head and like avoid certain people, places, and things because of what has happened. This will help you there. Like any aspect of your life that isn't going the way that you want it, if you're not showing up in the way that you want to show up, this program is going to help you. This membership will help you to get there. This is everything, all a culmination of every tool I have picked up, I have used, I have put in my own programs for my private one-on-one -on -one clients. All of it is here and you get access to it like immediately with each monthly program. Those go into a vault and they're always there for you to access, to take over and over again if you want to. Like it's just the value that you're getting with this is crazy. Okay. So go sign up and lock in at $97 a month at beyondthehighroad.com. Okay. Now, so I'm going to move along. So today I want to expand on a concept that I was talking with you guys about in last week's episode. We talked about how the story you're telling yourself matters, except today we're going to be applying that to the story that you're telling yourself about your ex, the words that you use to describe them. 
right? And the words that you use to describe your story thus far, okay? These things are so key in either keeping you imprisoned in this alienation thing or freeing you up. This is your key to freedom. And I know I've touched on this in the past, but I wanted to get into this a little further. And in fact, actually, the first month of the, the membership is going to be on this in even more depth. I'm going to actually show you how to change your story, okay, how to utilize your story. But today, we're going to be touching on a couple of the typical things that we do that aren't helpful and why it's important to find ways that we can use it to benefit us to the best that we can, right? Because here's the thing, your story, you know, with all of this, all of the stuff that's gone down, it is already traumatic as fuck, right? And so I want to help you to lessen the load there on yourself because because of the trauma, the stories that we retell ourselves about it in the details that we focus on, it's human nature. We're going to hone in on the danger zones of our stories, right? They're like beacons. But what this does to our present selves and our future selves and our potential and our capabilities is it just, it puts a cap on all of it. And it keeps you in this holding pattern and it keeps you feeling stuck. And as you've probably figured out by now with me, I am all about using what you've got to your advantage, right? Using the experiences and the tools that you've been given, your unique tools and special gifts to the best of your advantage so that you don't feel stuck, right? Work with what you've got. And so how this came up, there was a few things really that prompted this. But this morning when I was considering, I had a couple of different ideas for today's episode, but I came across in one of the alienation forums that I go to, somebody had posted a something that had a particular circumstance that was going on in their lives where there was a bit of trauma and drama, right? Where the police had been called to their house and whatever. And it reminded me of my situation for a few different reasons. Initially, what struck me was the memory or memories of the police at my house knocking at my, on my door at, you know, 6 a.m. one time. In fact, it was four times, four different arrests in all, where I ended up being taken to jail and spending at least a couple hours. If not, there was an overnight stint one time in the clink. Okay. Now, the charges were dropped, but the story that I carried along with me for so long was so traumatizing and like re-traumatizing because I lived in that story and felt trapped a victim to each of those incidents and the details I chose to focus on. I mean, there was a lot that I had to work through there. But then what was really important is once I did process through all of the trauma, you know, with with my counselor, it was really important for me to decide on purpose what I was going to bring with me from that point moving forward, what I was going to start using to my benefit and what parts of my past that I was just going to leave there in the past. You know, what I was going to make all of that mean about me, like I was talking about in the identity episode. So some of us don't have the stories of being arrested, right? 
some of us may be experiencing less severe effects of alienation, right? But the feeling overall is very similar. And the effects on the parent-child relationship is, is also very similar, the stress that it puts on that relationship. And so we are all the same when it comes to our emotions around it and the discomfort it brings to a parent's world when the relationship with their child is threatened, when access to their child is blocked. So anyway, this post reminded me a lot of that for that reason, for the, the police trauma that was happening in, in my world at that time and the story that I told myself that kept me like in shackles around that. I can just remember now how it was super challenging for me to to get to move through that and to the other side where I didn't feel, you know, controlled by those stories. Because honestly, I could fill up a building with people that would be like, agree with me and be like, no, that shit is fucked up, right? That's not okay. And they shouldn't have done that, meaning my ex, right? Shouldn't have done that and this and that and all of I could find so many people that would agree with me on that. But the thing is, is that people agreeing with me or me taking that stance was only it was hurting me. It was it was killing me. It was keeping me completely stagnant and like caged in this place where I felt victimized and I felt not slighted more than that. I felt, you know, completely like betrayed on so many levels, like all just felt, you know, abused. Right. But I found that when I held on to each one of those stories and the theme as a whole, I remained unstable in the way that I thought, right, in the way that I showed up for my own life. So like I was saying last week with do you want, would you rather be right or be free? You know, it doesn't matter if it's true. It matters if it's helpful. It's the same thing here. It's just like I had to at some point decide that, okay, I could put that down. I've been angry and all of the things about it for a very long time, years. And so it was time for me to put those stories and that theme to bed. And so I wanted to carefully choose what I wanted to make that story, those individual stories, mean about me, right, and about my situation. And whether I wanted those stories to define me and my future, this is very important for you to intentionally decide, listen, do I want this to define who I am moving forward? And how do I want this to define me? Like, if at all, okay? It's completely up to you, but it's so important to, in the remaking of you, if you will, that you inspect each aspect that you're replaying in your mind. Okay. With your higher brain, you want to actually look at them and decide on purpose if the, it's worth it for you to continue thinking. What is the benefit that you're getting from telling and retelling each one of these stories? How does each one of the sentences that you've now begun to think on habit, how do they make you feel when you tell them? Are they causing more drama, trauma to surface? And if so, then that's number one, a sign that you could, there's an opportunity to, to process if and when you're ready, but also to reassess whether that's a story that you need in your life anymore. Okay. So if you have these like 
crappy old tapes that are playing in your brain. These are making up the person that you are and how you show up in this world. In February, we're going to perform like the Marie Kondo on all of these stories and clean your mind of them, if you will. The post that I read this morning also reminded me of the way that I used to refer to my ex. He had a nickname and it was Satan. I referred to him as Satan and my daughter's stepmother as she had another derogatory nickname. But those nicknames became such a habit for me that that's almost solely what I referred to them by when I was talking to another adult. I did it because it felt good, right? Calling him by a derogatory name and calling his wife by a derogatory name felt like, you know, it was like my way of getting back at them, like passive aggressively, right? By saying Satan, by saying the other name. It was my way to like, you know, like act back out without doing something that I knew was going to actually hurt them. And it was funny at the time. It helped me to sort of, like I was saying in last week's episode, protect myself and put this shield on. But that feel good feeling was was very temporary. Yeah, it was like I was like throwing a jab out, but it never really landed. You know, like in those dreams when you like go to punch somebody and it's like slow mo and you can never actually make contact with somebody. That's kind of like what these names did in a way. You know, it felt good for a moment or so, but then the feeling that I got afterwards wasn't awesome. So when you use derogatory names to describe a person in your life, what that does is sort of dumb you down. The message that you're sending to yourself, although you, it may not be in a very conscious level, is that you need to do this to feel better about yourself. You need to judge them, right? And I know it feels good, but it was hurting me because each time I said those names, I actually noticed that I didn't like the way that my body felt it. And I didn't like what happened in my mind after I said those names. Like if you call your ex, if you call them a name and notice how your body feels, like notice physically what happens inside of you. If you can get quiet, close your eyes, like say it now to yourself. And see what happens, okay? Like, just become very aware of where you're at. I don't mean to, like, I feel like I'm, like, sort of taking away the fun here. I don't mean to burst your bubble. But it is, it's when you say, when you assign derogatory names to the people around you, even the people that have been enacted so hurtful, it ends up, it's only hurting you, especially if you're doing it behind their back, right? Because you're, like I said, you're sending the message to yourself that you need to do this in order to feel better. And, but you're also still giving them the power silently, right? You're giving them that ability to get to you and like need to like sort of twist the knife, right? In some way. So the names that you use to refer to, to them really matter. And they matter to you like on a cellular level. Okay. And the underlying meaning is there. Your subconscious gets that, believe it or not. You may not always get it because you're like, you've got anger masking it, but it is not helpful, even though it may be funny or, you know, protecting at the time, you know, in the moment. Okay. So, and then depending on the nature of that nickname that you're giving them, like Satan, Satan was like, it's like that he is evil. 
He is like the leader of all evil, right? And honestly, interchangeable to me. At the time, I would in a heartbeat have said, he is the leader of all evil, my ex, right? I would have believed that. I would have said that. I would have meant it. It would have felt good in the moment. But the long-term message to myself is that he is all-powerful evil, that he is worthy of more power than I would ultimately like to be giving him, that he is dangerous. By calling him Satan, I'm basically saying, like, ooh, I'm scared of him. And what is that message? That's keeping me on a 24-7 alert. And that definitely affected the way that I showed up in my life at the time when I was referring to him as such a scary mate or such a dramatic title. And her stepmom's name too. The way that I chose to identify them actually affected how I showed up. It influenced, without a doubt, how I showed up in my life in the steps that I took, which of course impacted my, you know, my life today. And I know you guys, I mean, it's pretty early on and this is only episode 16. This is kind of like, hmm, this is a little bit more advanced. It takes a, some steps to get to the place where this happens. But I also know that you guys are more than capable of getting there if you haven't already. OK, so just know that I know that this this is a very counterintuitive way of thinking, okay? Although I don't agree with his acts and I don't agree with who he decides to show up as, as a person, that's not really my business, right? That's how I would choose to think about it today. It's a neutral situation. Who he is is neutral. And that feels so much better to me to look at him and all that he has done as neutral as neutral circumstances it leaves me feeling less negatively charged right because by calling him satan or evil or any of those things i'm literally just gifting him handing him over my power like here you go take it it's all yours the power that he very well may have been looking for i'm giving him what he wanted if that is in fact what he wanted i'm not going to go and try to figure out what it is he wanted. But if textbooks are right and psychology is right there, then I would be giving him what he wanted. And it's giving him credit for way more than I ever want to. And so instead, what works for me is to see him as a neutral being. He's a neutral circumstance in the situation. And I think I've described this a little bit in the jaded episode. But anyway, so calling him Satan was not helping me because it was giving him, it was making him more powerful in my mind than I wanted him to be. That's the message I'm sending to my body. And because my limbic system doesn't know any different, the lim limbic system doesn't understand between words and what is actually happening in the now. So it's going to send my body into this sort of like, oh, are we in emergency? Are we not? It's keeping me on high alert. And that is not where I choose to be today. It took me a while, but I learned to drop that language for them. Be very careful about how you're referring to your ex or to really anybody that you may not be so fond of at the moment. A nice way to put it. Be very careful about how you, the words that you speak to yourself and how you refer to them. The other reason why it's important 
I think, is because when we step into judgment, you know, about what they've done and or what they're doing, what we end up doing is entering a shame cycle ourselves. Think about it. Think about any time that you've judged your ex or whatever they've done most recently. What happens? What usually happens, you judge them because of what they've done. Forgive me if I'm wrong here, but it's usually something similar to ruminating. And then you get stuck in these loops, right? Of like, how dare they? How blah, 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 right? I can't believe them. They, you know, this, that, whatever. They shouldn't be able to act this way. All of these things. If those thoughts could help us to get further and to take steps to make our situation better, then I would say, okay, go for it. But usually in those thought loops, nothing happens. We end up just living in that spot and we don't move from there. We stay in anger and then we just shut down. From judgment, we don't get anywhere. So it doesn't behoove you to, to judge them. And by calling them a certain name or judging them for what they've done, what you're doing is you're lowering yourself to that level. And then you'll end up going into a whole shame cycle about how you should have known better and why you didn't get out of this sooner or why you didn't do this or why you didn't do that. I can't think of a time where my judgment didn't turn into that. It could be that maybe for you it's different, but this is usually what will happen. So judgment isn't helpful. And so if you can start to think about them as if they, whatever they've done is evil as you may truly believe it is. If you can instead get to a place where you just, you disagree with it. This is a helpful place for me anyway to be because I can disagree with something, but then I'm not, I'm not charging myself up more, like adding in my drama on top of the drama that they've caused and trauma, right? So when I can stay more even keeled about it and look at them as like take steps back and sort of pan out a little bit and be able to generalize them as a just a person doing these things it helps a lot okay so that's it folks i will see you guys next week again of course always i would love if you would rate and review and don't forget beyondthehighroad.com go there and at least check out the landing page tell me what you think and sign up honestly you will not regret it all right take care Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I am so elated that you've chosen to share your time with me. You can find me on Instagram at Beyond the High Road Coaching. And you can also visit my website. If you liked what you heard today and you would like to hear more, please click subscribe so that you can be notified of new episodes. And um, thanks again, y'all. You are already in my heart. Till next time.